when you're looking at the nest, what you're looking for are different fears and where you worry and where you stress. Those are the places that we actually are pretending we're Allah. And that doesn't work really well. Allah is good at what he does. We don't do that well, even within our own lives. So being responsible for our nafs is enough. And making a connection to Allah is enough. When we tend to worry or stress about something or some problem, we're not doing anything. We're taking, we're trying to be a law. We're trying to be God, which is shirk. And it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help your, your system. It messes with your immune system to try and, and do that. So what we try and do is give our trust to a law, which is different than trusting people. People, um, this may come as a surprise, but people are going to be people. They're going to do what they do, and everybody has nefs. So what we have to do is recognize our nefs, like I say, so that you can then determine what is not yours and what is somebody else's. But it's also in figuring out what our fears are. Wherever there's a fear or a worry, that is our master. You're not free until you can let go of fears and worries. And it's hard. That's, that's work. That requires effort. Finding the nest requires effort, work, time, and... You got to be able to laugh at your nests because they don't like it. They like to be important. They like to be serious. They like to be on top of things. Oh, we know what we're doing. We're, we're, we've got it together. Uh, when you think you've got it together, then you don't have it together. <laughs> Something's wrong. We, we are at the disposal of a law. We are there for service. And being of service is tricky to do it without any kind of investment or outcome. I'll stop there. Comments or questions? The one I'm finding tricky at the moment is to not be afraid of the fear of other people. So when other people around me are afraid, and I know that that's going to lead to suffering, to try and deal with that bit without being afraid of the consequences of that. Because as they say in Firefly, pain is scary. But what you what you also have brought up here is that fear, like love actually, but it's the other side, is infectious mm. and can lead, it can create a whole ensemble of fear mongering among everybody. It's what creates mobs. Mm -hmm. And being aware of uh, that infection, being sensitive to that feeling is important because then you can do something about that. 
But if if it if it kind of like washes over you and you go and then you're infected, then you're going to feel the fear as well. It's important to be able to distinguish it and discriminate that that's what's happening, that that's the truth. And this is this is where we can do a couple of things. A good sign is that that's starting to happen. That it's like, wait, this is I'm wasn't afraid and now someone else is coming to the picture and now I'm afraid and it's like why is that happening whereas not thinking about it as much as as my fear anymore this is where knowing the names and when to use them mm. is is helpful for example if you're all of a sudden you feel like I feel discorporated I feel uh, I feel like I've lost my connection you do yahak. What is the truth of this situation? What's the reality here? So you step aside and you look around and you go, yahak, yahak, yahak. And you allow the truth to present itself. You make an observation and go, wait, everybody looks a little off here. Maybe there's something that's going on. I need to know what to do here. Then you do yala, la ilaha illallah, and center yourself, bring your feet to the ground and remember your heart and do a little bit of zikr to establish your your own boundary again. Because people are out there messing with boundaries all the time, just running over everybody's boundaries because they don't know everybody has energy. We're like, you know, we're fields of energy. And we can adjust that if we're aware of it. But if we don't, aren't aware of it we're <laughs> it's like like the hulk just kind of powering down the street messing up houses hmm. yeah hmm. so maybe just concentrating more on when that moment arrives when you confronted with someone else's energy and how to not necessarily take it on, but kind of keep the boundary and focus on the, tr the yeah. your huck and yeah. I, I've actually been experiencing a lot of that lately um, at mm. work or through family members when we get into a discussion. I can feel once they get really passionate and start talking, and then I, something within me, I feel myself rising up to their level, and then the good thing is I am noticing that I'm like, Oh my God, I'm actually feeling what they're trying to explain to me. And then while they're still talking I'm, internally, I'm like, okay, just, you know, this is them talking. Like if you, you know, just listen, like don't react to it. Don't react to it. Don't react to it. And also patience. Yesterday only I was at work and this nine, oh, he's not nine, he's 85 and his daughter brought him in. Um, for his new set of dentures and when they came out so I was just doing reception and um as I checked him out the dentist said oh can you refer him on to a max facial surgeon because he's numb on one side of the face so just to have a consultation and I said yeah sure no worries and the dentist went out so she actually took her dad who was in a wheelchair outside and then she runs back in and says oh look he's got his cancer has come back and it's spread all over his body. We don't know how much he's got left. They're trying a new drug and perhaps maybe it's because of the drug, but I don't want to go ahead 
it's another doctor that he needs to see. He's quite content now and happy. Like, I don't want to bring this to his attention. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. And I, as she was talking to me, her, her eyes teared up and I just felt her. And I'm just like, I just wanted, I was trying so hard to contain it so I don't cry in front of her. But like, oh my God, like this is, I'm, I'm being so sensitive to other people's feelings. So it's exactly what, yeah, we've been just discussing here. That's that's natural. When you start fighting your nefs, you become a little less um, just Yes, but I just don't know what to do. Like I'm aware of it, but then I don't know what to go from there. That, like That is the state of being Sufi. You are sensitive because you're not so caught up in this anymore. You're, you're trying to be connected with the law. And what that means is you're seeing things this is Hakika. You're seeing things as they, some of them as they really are. And your, your, your sensory equipment is going, hey, I feel really weird right here. Oh, I want to cry right now. Or this, you're feeling because that's that person's reality. Mm. And, and what you can do about it, I don't know, except this is the state of living. Okay, because everyone then around me were like, oh, Amina, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. I'm just feeling her pain. Like I, I, the situation is so sad. But they were like, oh, no, but what's going on in your life? This, yeah, has triggered, this has triggered you. And it's like, well, no, nothing's. I don't think it has. I'm just feeling their pain. That's right. So imagine if you were a therapist and you yeah. were experiencing this. This is what Alamin goes through every, every day. He's going, why do I want to cry? I don't care. I'm not. And he, but he's feeling the, the vibes of this other person. And it's just, it's just the state we are in. And uh, there's some stories about this. I'll, I'll look them up. But it's just kind of like this is, this is what we deal with every day. We well, see, I don't teach 30 students anymore at the same time. That's good. Because I just don't want all of their feelings in me all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot, yeah. So learning how to deal with that is part of the process as well, that you're going to feel things, but that means that you're alive. Yeah. And as you get older, or not older, like further along as well, I guess it's sort of you get a bit more used to it and you get a bit more aware of how it works and a bit more careful about who you open up to and when and when you kind of want to be more open and less open and that sort of thing too and protect yourself a bit um, yeah. it takes yeah. time to get a sense of that i remember when i started i was the same it was like it's like you know like just blowing you bowling you over um, you yeah. develop tools yeah right okay good <laughs> Sometimes these are infectious in their feelings. What it means also is it is possible to change the, 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 the feeling around you by creating a field of love, doing Yahwadud, Yasalam, Yahwadud, Yasalam, uh, using the names in a positive way to change or pray for others. That's part of our job as well as being of service. You know that you have the ability and the knowledge to use it. You can create uh, a peaceful, trusting place by creating that in your side yourself. And by doing that, you begin to develop um, a field 
around you of energy. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like an armor <laughs> where I have the control in terms of allowing what I will allow to affect me and how, yeah, is that what you mean? That's another, that's another tool. Uh, that's, that's using the semi-permeable membrane of boundaries where you, you, if you're, especially in a crowded place or a party where people are drinking and stuff, you want to, you can protect yourself and allow people in that you want and keep people out that you want. That's the semi-permeable membrane of energy. Not a Sufi training. That's something I had to learn. You can write me uh, uh, a text or email, uh, Rabia, of uh, any significant spiritual dreams or events or experiences or questions of a spiritual nature. I am not a business consultant, nor am I a marriage counselor nor a business counselor, <laughs> nor <laughs> there is a tradition in other countries where the sheikh is a matchmaker or takes care of jadu and all that stuff. What about energy healing? Do you do that? Yeah, can do healing. Wait okay. a minute. Mui and Rukaya, you're learning healing. Aren't you? <laughs> I'm learning slower than you, bro. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm learning how to heal myself after a day of two children. That's right. That's a good start. But I think that's where it starts, right? That's a good start, yes. Yeah. Look, I, I, I used to be very into it, and then there were some experiences that made me a little bit less, a little bit more cautious. Um, similar to what we were just talking about when, you know, things from other people can affect you. And then I'm slowly starting to creep back towards it again. But um, I'm thinking of maybe taking the course, you know, Sheikh Tanner's course, but I have to find the... Um... Yeah, well, we've got, we've got CDs and videos. From There's all of the stuff on there already, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we, maybe I'll put those online and make them available to you. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I think it is time to get a bit more into that and um, as a group, maybe for us as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the important thing about the <clears throat> first, first lesson about healing, you have to ask Allah for permission. Yeah. If you, because the person, Allah, I've had it come to me when I've asked Allah, is this somebody you want me to heal? And Allah says, no, back off, dude. I got this. There's a reason why we're, she she's going through this. And it's kind of like, yep, okay. Or sometimes I get a call to heal somebody. Or somebody might come in your presence that is needs healing. And the, first you have to ask permission of Allah, is this something you want me to do? And then you have to listen <laughs> to the answer. And not make stuff up. Which brings up the question, how do I know whether it's my heart 
or my nafs? Rukaya. Um, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. Sometimes for me, it's just kind of the vibe of things where it just, it feels right in my heart as opposed to my head going, yes, this is the thing we should be doing. Ah! <laughs> it's a little crazy sometimes. You just say the heart it's the vibe of the thing. Um, sorry? Did you just say it's the vibe of the thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very castle. <laughs> Answers from my heart are usually calmer. And the head sometimes is more like, shall we say, by the book or whatever of like, these are the rules we have to follow them rather than the heart going, no, actually, in this context, it might be better to do X, Y, Z instead. An okay answer. Mui, what do you say? You will know when you are calm, at peace, passive. Mm. Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense. Never for attack. <laughs> Basically, the heart or the heart points to Allah. The nafs point to this. If the sentence starts, I it's probably nafs. I want to do this, or I think it should go like this, or I, I have an idea about how I how this should be done. When I is involved, it'll look this. really good if I do it this way. But if someone's telling me their opinion about something, I would prefer to hear I statement because that then you know by their own feelings and their interpretation rather than telling me, well, this is how it is. You know what yes. I mean? So I, I think in that case. Uh, saying I is not bad. That's like, helpful, yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about when you're when you're listening to voices inside yourself. So the voice inside yourself that says, I think, I want, yeah, I I will, that's the one that tends to get in trouble. The voice that is from Allah is just making those really Usually quiet, gentle, peaceful suggestions of. That's right. I find that in, within my mind, if I think about something over and over and over again, I, I would distinguish that as being my ego. And if, as you say, yeah, the other feeling is when it does come from your heart, you feel at ease and like, and you don't really dwell on it. It's you just it passes on and okay, move on. What's else? But as soon as something's constantly in my mind, then. It is that struggle with my ego. But then sometimes even that, it's hard to let go of that sometimes too. You know, it takes a couple of days. I'm like, oh, you again, go away. I already, I thought I, we dealt with this. <laughs> <laughs> Try 20 years later. Oh my God. <laughs> I, think of it, I think of it as the great <laughs> onion skin. You're just drilling down through these different levels. And though you may think, uh, I finally have my judgmental part of myself done with. That's done. I'm no longer worried about that. That's not interfering. Look at how good I've done here. And then you go, oh, I just did it, didn't I? And it's kind of like, damn it. I'm Why so am I through now. this? I am because, so humble. Yeah, I am so humble. 
that means that you drill down enough to be able to get to the next level. Mm. It doesn't mean that you've solved it. What what got to me was like I saw it started thinking of it as a hologram, mm -hmm. and like I get a sliver done, and then. I come to the next level, it's kind of like, oh, I've got this sliver to do, and then this sliver, and then, so you're drilling down, but you can't go to that next level until you've taken care of this level. Well, like waiting, you know, where you get rid of the, the really obvious big branches and bushes, and then you're like, oh, I didn't even know this was here. Right, there's more. Oh. Okay. Oh, and then you deal with that, and you're like, "What? What's that connected to? Why is that wound around this?" And then, oh, I've got to chop that. So, so to me, that goes deep. Tarika, Tarika is us, a support group for you, who understands what you're going through fighting the nests because we're all going through it, and we know exactly what you're talking about. Your nests are your own, and we don't exactly know what that is, but we know what it is to work towards overcoming the nest because this is nuts. You got to be nuts to do this kind of work. It's hard. It's not always safe. You rarely have a settled feeling because you're going, yeah, but the shoe's going to drop. And you can't assume anything because it's never what you expect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we love you, Rabia. Thank you for joining us. We hope that it will be a great journey and that we're here for you to help you in any way possible. Inshallah. Thank you. It's lovely to have another person in the Tarika. Thank you for, for making the leap. Ayyazubillahi bin Ashutan Rajim, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Rahman Rahim, Maliki Yomadeen. Yakina Bodawa Yakina Stahim, Idina Sarata Mustakim, Sarata Lazina Lamta Lehim, Ayrin Mahdubi Lehim, Wala Dalin Amin. Salam Alekum Ratullah Barakatu. And welcome to Rabia. Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free. But it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, 
the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.